0: Love the Nouns, Love the Pronouns, Impersonal
1: and Personal. Love the Words, from ELFM. When
2: I sing,
3: Hello. You're listening to Love the Words here on East Leeds FM at Chapel FM Arts Centre. Great to have you with us for this 200th episode of Love the Words. Certainly the last 70 or so or 80 are up for listen again on our website. I'm still going back over the the ones before that to to pile them on. For listen again, they will be there in the, the new year. But do listen back, there is a whole array of very varied material on Love the Words, which is on weekly on a Tuesday afternoon at four o'clock. So, first of all, this afternoon, we're going to be hearing that very rare thing a radio pantomime. This is uh, created and presented by Elder Eastleeds dramatic arts who meet at chapel fm arts center fantastic group of people after that we're going to be hearing something extremely completely different which is a piece that was recorded for uh writing on air called the future it's a fix by caroline no with james moran about the future really and what our young people particularly here at next gen uh chapel fm think the future may hold. First of all, Radio Panto.
2: (laughs) Oh,
4: I didn't see you there. Hello, boys and girls. I said, hello, boys and girls. Well, well, I can only assume you said it. After all, this is a podcast, so I can't hear you. My name is Dame Fanny Face Mask, and I live here in my hermetically sealed home with my son Dick. It's just the two of us. You see, I lost my husband. Aww. <laughs> It's sadder than that. He slipped in Sainsbury's and got a lettuce stuck up his bum. We went to the clinic and all the doctor did was put a dressing on it. (laughs) There was me, thinking his salad days were behind him. So, I'm looking for a fit new fella, but all this lockdown business has halted my hankering to get hitched.
3: But if any of you out there are brave enough,
4: boys, you can give me a Zoom and I'll help you to stay alert. Mm. Mm. Now, where is that good-for-nothing son-of-mine dick? Have you seen him? I love him to bits, but he's thick. He's so thick he has to take his pants off to count to 11. (laughs)
5: Hello! How you all doing gang? I'm Richard. My friends call me Dick, eh? Do you want to hear a good joke? What do you get when you cross a hen with a bedside clock? An alarm clock! (laughs) Here's another, how the monkeys make toast. Put some bread under the gorilla. (laughs) Anyway, I'm the town's Waste Disposal and Environmental Enhancement Officer.
6: I thought you were a road sweeper.
5: He is.
7: Council's just given all its workers new job titles. My favourite is Optical Illumination Facilitator.
6: What's that then?
7: Window cleaner. I like my <laughs> new
2: title. It makes
5: me sound important. Now, as you know, all our council workers are a friendly, fun-loving lot. So whenever I come on... I'll shout, who oh, let the dogs out? And you all respond with, who, who, who? Will you do that? Well, we're all barking, so it's pretty apt. Let's have a go then. Who let the dogs out? Who, 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 oh. uh, who? Oh. No, no, no. Who let the dogs out? Who, 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 who? Who let the dogs out? Green green who, like é- uh, hu- who,
2: let the dogs out? Who, who, who? Fantastic.
8: Who will let the dog sound? Hello Dick! Barney, uh, how come you are wearing any shoes today? My mum, she says I have to put on a new pair of socks every day and now I can't get my shoes on. You're supposed to take the old pair off? You must something new every day. So what are you up to today Barney? I've just been for a dog interview. What's the job, was it? Village idiot. And did you get it? No. Said I wasn't stupid enough. I'll appeal to that if I were you. What was the barking I heard earlier all about? I'm Just playing a little game with the audience. What game's that then? I shout, oo let the dogs out?
5: And they shout back, ooh, oo oo. And who did let them out? Who let what out? All them dogs? Yeah, no dogs, Barney. So what was the barking I heard earlier? This is starting to feel like Groundhog day. Hello, Red. Oh, hello, Dick. What's that you're reading, Red?
7: It's a letter from my granny asking when I'm going to visit her again.
8: I wrote a letter once. Oh, Barney, you've never been to school in your life. That's because school's a complete waste of time. Oh, no, it isn't. Oh, yeah, it is.
7: Oh, no, it isn't.
8: Oh, yes, it is. Isn't it, boys and girls? You're not
7: supposed to agree with him. What makes you think school's a waste of time, Barney?
8: Because the more you learn, the more you can forget. And the more you can forget, the less you know. Whereas the less you learn, the less you can forget, the more you know. Simple. You certainly are. So, what was that letter you wrote then, Barney? Eh. Eh? That's right. Oh, eh? Just
7: E. Eh? As scintillating as this conversation is, I really must be going. I need to buy some goodies to take to Granny's.
8: I need to buy some elbow grease. Oh, elbow well, grease don't really exist, Barney. It's just a saying. Oh, Mum will be disappointed then.
9: Why will she?
8: She said I needed to use a bit more algal grease around the house. Bye now. I've been thinking, Red. What about Dick?
5: Well, you don't have a boyfriend and neither do I. A a girlfriend, that is. And I was wondering if perhaps, maybe, in the fullness of time, you might consider at some point possibly not not having a boyfriend. Are you asking if
7: I'd like to be your girlfriend, Dick?
5: Whatever gives you that idea, Red. But just for uh, argument's sake, what if I were to ask you to be my girlfriend? I'd say I'm very flattered, Dick, but I'm not really after a boyfriend right now. Well, let me know when you are, and I'll make sure I'm in the front of the queue. <laughs> You're so funny, Dick. I'll see you later, then. I fancy red like mad, but you don't seem to take me seriously.
6: did you hear that? Dick's in love with Red, and Red certainly seems to want Dick. Oh wait a minute darlings, are you reading things into my words that's out there babes? Listen here, if any crudities creep in, I'll grab that hunk of a stage manager and get to the bottom of things. Any innuendo in the script and I'll get him to whip it out immediately. Now listen up babes, I'm fair enough, and this is my magical one. I have enough whizz in this little stick thing to magically vibrate whatever, wherever and whomever needs a good scene to. But for the moment, let's concentrate on Dick. He's a nobody right now, agreed? Which means I've got to plan a way of making his part bigger. Pump him up a bit, so to speak. As girls need to give him a helping hand and make him stand up for himself, eh? What is it we all want girls? Rich and handsome? Although it's difficult to get both in the same package, ain't it? A man with a six pack and a large endowment. Oh well, never mind babes, we can't have everything. Yet, Mr. Dick will struggle in life unless we give him a, a bit of a hand, girls. So what we need to do, darlings, is give him one. A friend, a sidekick that is. So when he's feeling floppy and down, he's got a friend that will stand up big and strong. Now I have a little task for you. I want you to deal with a little dick for me. He cannot be left to deal with his adventure all alone. So I need you to look after him. Help him climb that ladder of success darlings. He wants to marry Red and at the moment this dick is looking very unexciting for her. Make friends with him, be his mate, excite him and thrust him firmly towards Red. Someone's coming, gotta go.
4: Dickie! There you are! <laughs> What's the matter? You look a bit down today.
5: I'm homesick.
4: Homesick? Oh, but you are home.
5: I know, I'm sick of it. Not only that, but there's something wrong with my ears.
4: Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs>
5: I tried calling to the night, hotline, but it just kept ringing. Is that a joke? No, this is a joke. What well, has eight teeth and 200 foot long?
4: I don't know.
5: The queue outside and sea Seacroft.
4: Oh, cheeky dick. While you were out, did you get my shopping done for me? Oh, yes, I did. There's a good boy.
5: I got a shovel at the supermarket, though. Oh,
4: dear, what did you do? Well,
5: they said that I'm some clothes were enough to go shopping in.
4: Right.
5: They lied, everyone else had clothes on.
4: Hmm. Will he ever learn? You'll get into trouble with the police, young man! Oh, no I won't.
5: They're far too busy at the moment anyway.
4: Are they? Why?
5: Didn't you hear? The police in Yorkshire have had all satin I've stolen. Never! Apparently, they're still looking for leads.
4: <laughs> now, enough messing about, you. Did you get everything on the list I gave you? I did.
5: What do you need all this stuff for anyway?
4: I'm baking banana bread!
5: Well, you don't need to, because I've made you some.
4: You have? Oh, you are a good boy. I love banana bread. Let's see it then. Ta-da! That's a hovis loaf with a banana stuffed in it. What did I do to have a son like you? I could not possibly stay live on the internet. <laughs> It's
7: well, what have we here? Pwaaah, what a nasty smell Such oh, so There you are, all dressed up Perfumed like sweet little flowers Pra you stink Was that a boo? A little woolly attempt From some wimp hiding out there in the dark Well, come on Let's have it Get it out of the way before I crush you Come on, let's see your best boo Is that it? Is that the loudest you can do? I'll give you one more go before I shut you up forever. You forgot about me, didn't you, fanny face mask?
4: Oh, no, I didn't. Oh, yes, you did. Oh, no, I didn't. Oh, yes, you did. What do you want, Covid? Well, I'm here to ruin your
7: year. My wicked plan is now unfurled. To close the pubs, parks and clubs across the entire world. I, Captain Covid, that's me. Captain, King, head honcho of all things evil. (laughs) (laughs) You are in the presence of nastiness you can't even comprehend. The hairs on the back of your neck should be standing up like the bristles on a Marks and Spencer's bog brush. I roam all the streets of the world and know everything about anyone. My viral spores gather more information than Google, Facebook, Microsoft put together. Nothing escapes my army of followers. My soldiers have already taken over power in Tesco and will gradually spread throughout the whole of the world. My team of dedicated viral variants are now crawling into Seacroft. And not even your mum is safe from my evil.
5: You leave my mum alone. She's a good man. I beg your pardon.
7: And that's not the end. I have plans to spread my power all around the world. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave her with a fever and then I'll spread around with haste. You won't fight off my tickly cough and lack of smell and taste.
5: That's where you're wrong, Captain Covid. My mum's never had any taste. <laughs> Cheek! Time to go to the toilet rolls and you outside the stars. You'll never win, Captain Covid. How's that?
4: We'll all just stay indoors!
5: No! <laughs>
7: <laughs> Fair enough. We don't need you in this pantomime. Things have already set in motion that your weak magic can never change. For I am Captain Covid!
6: Oh, Captain Covid? More like Captain Underpants. Look at you!
7: Little fairies like you hold no fear for me and my army of
6: variants. You may not see us, but we are everywhere. (laughs) But I do know one entity that you fear, my darling. And my fairy magic is about to make him burst into your life. Oh, Covid, I'd like you to meet my friend, Enoch. Inoculation, that is. He's going to help the resistance build up against you. And you won't be able to do a thing about it. (laughs)
5: <laughs> there we go darlings, that's got rid of him from now, but I'm sure he'll be back. <laughs>
0: Love the control, love the command, love the spacebar and the hard return. Love the words from East Leeds FM.
3: You're listening to Love the Words here on East Leeds FM at Chapel FM Arts Centre. That was a radio, uh, radio pantomime presented, written by elder East Leeds Dramatic Arts. If you're interested in joining them, do get in touch with Chapel FM Arts Centre, a wonderful group of people uh, producing splendid material, including that piece we just heard. Uh, very seasonal and very welcome. Thank you for that. Um, now we're going to hear a completely different piece of audio, uh, The Future, It's a Fix. This was, in a way, um, originated by Caroline No way back in the 1970s when uh, a piece of theatre that she devised with young people as they looked forward to the future from 1978. So seventy-eight, seventy-nine. She wanted to update the piece, which she did with our young people here at Next Generation uh, Chapel FM Arts Center, and you'll be hearing their voices in the course of the play. The future—it's a fix. <laughs>
0: Oh, 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 to all listeners at home, on the way home or leaving home. May I reassure you, this programme comes with disclaimers by Sweet Warning Inc. Namely, that there may be wordplay, lyrics unsung, disguised as poetry, and poetry musically masquerading. Lyrics and poetry intermixed with people just talking. Your imagination might become engaged, distracting you from whatever you are doing right now. So, oh, oh, please, there is a beginning, middle, and an end to this. The future fixed by the measurement of the six o'clock news. There will be many questions asking for your consideration as you wish. Any proposal of marriage coded and hidden in the workplace is purely accidental and does not have the author's consent. End disclaimers. At this point, I usually claim I will have everything sorted by, say, and then I call upon a random time, say, 10.17pm. Oh, 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 further disclaimer. 10.17pm is truly just a random time and in no way signals anything of any significance happening at that time. Unfixing the future. back home. With time to go through stuff and follow a serendipitous trail, I found these papers dated March 1978. Lyrics, score and research. A transcription asking teenagers about their future in the 21st century.
10: thousand. This is what I think it'll be like. I'll be laying in bed. When I wake up there's this switchboard immediately in front of me, like that. I'm looking up at it press a button and the bed moves up with the switchboard so the switchboard's in front of me, there So there I am sitting up, looking at my switchboard
3: I press a button and my breakfast comes in on a metal arm with a plate on it I press another button and a TV screen comes up on the wall next to me with the Financial Times on. So I read it, I finish it, get up and get dressed in say a nylon type
10: suit. I get into my robot chauffeur driven car and I am off to work.
0: It's only 22 years until this actual time, you know. So I, I don't think it will have changed that much, really. I mean, obviously a few changes. Well, maybe there will be these things with the telephone where you can see someone else. But it takes ages for something like that to happen. People aren't going to change their phone and buy this new gimmick because they cost
1: enough to install as they are. What's it going to be
0: Wow, that was the late 1970s. How like today?
10: More questions. What will arts and crafts be like in twenty years? Will things remain the same with paper and pens? And what will happen to money? Will it still be physical? What freedom of choice awaits such new consumer goods? Just imagine All the free time and hobbies yet to be. The gadgets that will become linked to our phones. But what of hospitality? What butlers will serve us then? Perhaps cargo drones airlifting our finished plates. Does the future home clean itself?
1: What's it going to be like when we're 20 years on at home? working-class riches spent on gadgets and toys tasting home sweet luxury when we're twenty years on
0: That was then. What of now? A couple of weeks ago, I asked a group of teenagers known as Next Generation, "What's it going to be like 20 years on at home, with the family?"
9: Um, a home. Um, when you're when you're rich and you live in this massive mansion and you have whatever you want, you can order um, food, clothes, and. Um, well most things and the house to be look beautiful um you two have an unlimited supply of food and other stuff mm. speaking of food hopefully hopefully in the future we should be able to have like starbucks machines and mcdonald's machines at home oh, <laughs> that will be Just amazing emerging. so so it I mean, in twenty
7: years, I think most uh, like a luxury house won't even like be a thing. It's going to be more of like a virtual reality thing, in my opinion. Literally, <laughs> nothing will be that real, to be honest. I don't think. But can I just say the virtual reality thing? That I I need to agree with that because that like, you can make the house look however you want. You can make theme it or different things. So, for example, theme it or like different shows you like.
0: in the late 1970s there were some serious issues
3: to think about i'm saying that once the oil runs out again
10: which it obviously will then i mean if we do run out of things that we can't run cars on then they'll make cars to run on something else i should think electric cars wind power wind the sun waves
0: heat those ovens that cook things in a couple of
3: minutes use some kind of wave. Microwave.
10: Yeah, electric
3: energy. They've started making things from. Well, sort of. Have the sunshine down on them and it'll work. Solar energy. Yeah, yeah, I was trying to think of the same, the name.
0: Improved communications.
10: From what I've heard, they've made a telephone that you can see the person's face on when you're talking to them. Yeah, it's
1: really going to be like that when we're 20 years on.
10: be defined in the next 20 years will it still be about money and material things or perhaps kindness currency now for people's well-being will the way we raise children change too are they now babysat by sentient technical toys what makes a luxury home it's payday see it's
3: friday There's no money, so you get paid in trade stuff. So once I've been paid, I go down to the trading centre, pick up what I need for the week and go back home.
0: Oh, 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 please, let's hear it for the craftsmen and women, the construction workers and bricklayers, the makers of our homes, the plumbers and carpenters, the architects and permission
10: givers and is overcrowding still a concern or do homes expand as needed I'm not
11: sure overcrowding is officially a concern as there are still a lot of parts of the world which we haven't actually capitalised on the land yet, like Australia, the centre of Australia, only 6% of their population live there and on the edges of Siberia in Russia, even though it's the largest country in the world, it is quite lowly populated compared to the likes of China and India.
7: Um, as the sea levels rise, we're going to lose a lot more land and because of that there's going to be a lot less space and since the population is going to begin increasing there's going to be a lot more like houses everywhere i think overpopulation will be a very big issue in the future because there are more people surviving because of modern day medicine and there'll be more people being born because of because there's more health care so i think that there will be a lot more people in the next, like, let's say 20 years, but there is still a lot of things we can do to change that.
10: arguments with neighbours over an overgrown hedge. Perhaps gardening is a thing of the past or at least the harder jobs. What jobs remain in the future too? Did robots really take over?
11: Um, not completely as there's so many jobs that won't be able to done by robots and my two specifically are scientists and sports players as... Even with the greatest robots, they're very difficult to replace.
7: I'd said that one of the main jobs that would still exist in the future would be games designers. And I don't think that that should be taken off by robots because games designing is technology, and so, is, so are robots. So, robots will just know how to do it, whereas humans actually enjoy it. So, humans know what they want in, what people want in games, whereas robots are just programmed to make random games, so it could be boring.
11: Um, I kind of think doctors won't be replaced, because I don't, I don't imagine, uh... (coughs) <coughs> a robot can do that well as a doctor as a human. And I think also that humans need doctors to like, survive. Like If you got a heart attack, for example, um, doctors might be able to save you. But I don't think robots can actually do that.
5: Um, I would
7: say teachers mainly because that most people want to be taught by a person and it's more engaging than just like a robot that just like knows all the facts. If robots do eventually take over, then there would still be software engineers because you would need to code the robots before they do anything. So you would need somebody to code the robots if you wanted the robots to take over.
11: One reason I think that the way we raise children won't make a difference is because most of the things that a parent do can't be done by a robot. Like, a robot can't bring up a baby and make it love it, or a a teacher can't officially teach face-to-face, like, if it was a robot, so...
10: Or maybe there's a new medicine to fight our chronic fatigue. Perhaps we live on floating homes amidst the climate change flood. Surrounded by more.
0: Back in the late 1970s, there was a lot of turbulence. Punk rock infancy heralding more imaginative lifestyles. The ruling classes were on a roller coaster. Maybe these teenage boys had bright ideas.
10: Listen up, His Majesty's Constabulary. See, in this country, the people are going to take part in the force on six-month rotations. So everyone is taking part in the law. You see, you need law, but you don't have people telling you what to do all the time because people have got fed up with party political broadcasts and stuff.
3: I think there'll be ruling powers, four major powers... That's just for security, and none of them will dare to make a move. It's a bluff game.
10: How do people survive these days? Do they sift through a mountain of reusable goods? What gives people hope when motivated by machines?
5: I don't know. I don't know.
1: I don't know.
7: So there's a lot of things that could give people hope. So one thing I think is people's understanding of people with mental health issues and disabilities. And I'm saying this as someone who does have a disability themselves. Um, I think something that's going to give people hope is like family and like close friends, and like supporting them no matter what their goal is. And just in general, really.
10: no longer social media was it banned from use
9: social media will never become old because how are you meant to speak to your friend if they live in a different country or a different part of um well far away from you without social media um i think i agree i actually agree with chen i don't think social media is ever going to die at this rate because there's lots of different trends and stuff and like Shannon said, communication and watching videos are more, most likely entertainment as well.
7: Social media is a way for people to express themselves and how are people able to do that without social the existence of social media? <coughs>
2: social
7: yeah, I I also agree that social media is not going to die anytime soon as you need it as a way for communication and it is also like a way to express yourself and what you're feeling at that time and just a way to like create memories really.
1: Oh, how
0: reassuring to think we are still going to be feeling things 20 years on. We may still have all our senses. Common sense re-established once more. Continuing to live a cartoon life 24-7... When ordinary humans look more like robots, devices clogging up the airwaves, demanding so much physical attention. In-person word of mouth as the only useful currency. Flying machines still disturbing the air. What will drones be
10: airlifting?
9: Um, they might be airlifting fast food because, like, if you order m- some McDonald's, instead of people d- delivering them to your house, there could be drones and then they drop them off. And then um, they could say leave a tip, and then there'll be this little pocket or place inside it where you can leave money and coins, and then it will go back to well, whatever fast food place it came from. My enemies. If Someone's just being in the future. If so, in the workplace, if someone's just being annoying to me. I'll just ask my drone to take them. <laughs> just put them somewhere else Or drop eggs on their heads Yeah, show up a bit nicer, <laughs> nicer. Are you sure it's nicer? nicer. It's way
2: ni- <laughs> nicer than
9: just taking someone and throwing them out the window
7: <laughs> um. Yeah, you guys are annoying me Drone, clear them out Drone, pick up, get them out of here
0: Oh, oh, time travellers, past, present and future, captured in every moment. We can only speculate on what is ahead of us. Oh, 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 I thought museums were for things of the past. And yet, just last week, by some random TV selection, I learned about The Museum of the Future, in Dubai. Here are exhibits of the future. It's a fix you may enjoy sometime
1: soon.
7: Love the cases, love the clauses, love the adverbs and the antecedents, love the words, from ELFM. <laughs>